when you have a Christmas tree and a six month old COVID puppy, you have recipe for disaster. So there's our tree sitting inside the penitentiary of a four foot high wire gate that goes completely around it so that this puppy doesn't go and steal all these uh, family heirloom Christmas ornaments off of it. And uh, I sit there looking at my tree and saying, isn't that a metaphor for 2020? It's sitting there in jail, quarantine away from the dog, the dog virus. Ben, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's been a, been a rough week. You know, I think the kids are going a little stir crazy. I definitely know they're, they're figuring out all the loopholes in their online education. And I'm nurturing and uh, training a whole new era of hackers. That's what I'm doing. The whole, you know, all these kids, they're not going to care about the SAT test. They don't already know how to hack the systems. So what do they care about getting a 1320 or 1440? I think that's it's a done passe, deal. Yeah, it's a no pass. one cares. No passing, it's a done deal. It's and done and you know deal. what? Most schools are going to drop that requirement anyway. They're really going to want to know if you can hack your way in. Then, then, then they are going to get into, yeah. you know, good schools. Exactly. Your, your SA, yeah, they don't care about SAT. Anymore. And that's something that uh, has been in the media is how many children are actually not in school where families just throw their hands up and say, hey, until you're ready to let them come back, we're not going to put any extra effort in. There are a number of families because of economic situations or whatever that they're not able to do the education. And I know our, our small school district here in Washington, they're even offering night school to help keep these kids going. And it just seems like we are now in the a new culture. It's the it's a new it's a new environment for our families to exist in. And while we do see these these vaccines, you know, quickly approaching, we are way past survival mode. Now we're into adaptation mode. We're completely adapted to right. what we're doing now. Nobody's wiping off their groceries anymore because we figured out sort of the, the bottom line, necessary social distancing that will keep us from getting sick. And I wonder how long that'll last. Well, did you get your phone updated? Because my phone got updated with this new thing on Apple. And then my kids' Android phones got updated where you can now press a little switch and it'll tell you whether you've been in the vicinity of some, it's a contact tracing app. And basically when you you flip the switch over, it'll let you know you were in the midst of someone with COVID. Now, my kids, of course, are saying, oh, this is creepy, dad. How do they even know where you are? And I'm like, did you not see Edward Snowden? He it clearly explains the moment you turn your phone on and the moment you check, whether it's Facebook or Instagram and you want, right. they know where you are. They know what you're doing. And in fact, Google will send you a weekly or a monthly report of your travels on Google Maps. So you can right. see all the places you went and that's really your phone traveling around. There was a, um, an advertisement for that, a public service announcement on television in the state of Washington. And I watched it and it said, you don't have to worry. It's not going to, it's not going to give out any of your personal information. But what they should have said was, you don't have to worry. It's not going to give out any of your personal information because we already have it. Exactly. <laughs> we don't, we, well, you know, but it was what like, would that personal know, information be like, break that down, right? Because they already have your texts. Went, they can read your texts. They already where your I social go, profiles. Where I drove. Hmm? Where I drove, where I drove, I stopped it. it I stopped it. No, at the but, but I know they know that. What I'm saying yeah. is, you were saying that they, because they, they, they said they're, they're, from their angle, it was, we, we're not going to gather any personal information. And I'm thinking, what's, what's left? Like, what do you mean? Like, what I wore that yeah, day? Right. Well, they already have it. That's <laughs> like what I'm saying. They, they already have it. Everything. So, what is it? 
but it was it was sort of that 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 1984 you know orwellian thing of don't worry we're not going to take your information from you parentheses because we already have we already it. have it yes exactly yeah we already have it so which, yeah. which is the sort of science fiction paranoia we all have where we put the aluminum on top of our heads because we don't want base aliens to eat our brains and so we don't realize how much privacy we've already given up the minute you sign your cable contract and you're using them for wi-fi or you're using well any company for wi-fi you know the minute you post you know, pictures on Facebook. You don't own your, your pictures on Facebook. You know, there's, there's so many things that we don't realize that we've given up privacy rights to that. Now we come back in and we suddenly say, well, that's it. I'm not going to let them tell me where I've been. I, I don't want to give them that kind of information. And then you're like, well, you're shaking your head. Like, buddy, you're, you're nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why I always see these folks in the more rural outlying areas. You see these guys when they're don't tread on me flags. As they're driving down the street on their cell phone, I'm like, brother, the man has already got you. Got you. You're not. You're not resisting anything. Exactly. You dumb idiot. Go get two cans and a string, and now you're now you're good. Guy's whacking down the street in his Ram pickup with his Trump flags going, and he's like, "Don't tread on me." Well, okay, you know, fine. it's funny. That's what we what we used to do when we would travel in family caravans on a, on a vacation. We'd go pick up, you know, remember there was the, the walkie talkies you could get for a hundred. Oh bucks yeah, or, yeah. And that's sure. what you yeah. used to use before the the cell phone back when I was a kid. And we would be talking from car to car on the walkie talkies, and yeah. in many ways that was way more secure. <laughs> Somebody that uh, truly wants to live in the world where he dominates everybody's privacy is our dear leader, President Trump. And I heard that he was going to announce that he was running for 2024 during Biden's inauguration, which he said he was not going to attend. And he was going to have an alternate rally, which is like, well, that sounds about that sounds like nutso time. You know, it's just like it's like crazy time. Well, it's it's like, well, you know, can you top this? I you you gave me an assignment before this podcast to to talk about what what accomplishments from his party, what are his biggest accomplishments from his party's point of view? Right. right? Yeah. Why would they? Besides the uh, besides the fact that he is the only thing stopping the United States from becoming a completely communist nation under Bernie and AOC. Aside from that. Why would they be so loyal to him because of what he's given yeah, them? From his party's perspective. Yeah. From the party's perspective. Why, why do the Republicans sit here and just so what cave to him every time? So um, we, we put him down and we have, we have five of them. I don't know if we'll get to all five, but number one was the Supreme Court, right? So there's three conservative justices filled. And, and then, of course, MSNBC and the, and the, you know, the, the popular front goes on, goes on and goes, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Roe v. Wade, da, 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 It'll Life will never be right because you'll have all these draconian judges on the Supreme Court who will change everything. And it's all because of Donald Trump and what luck he had to get three Supreme Court justices. So I did some research. He's not even close to the record, dude. Yes. And He's not even close. Okay, so what's the record? The record is, uh, uh, well, George, um, um, George Washington appointed the original that's true. nine. Okay. <laughs> But you you go into you go into these this uh, he's everybody got three mm. except Jimmy Carter got none. Okay, you know yeah. it's sort like, of a like Jimmy nobody, Carter kind of thing. Nobody passed away nobody or retired yeah. during Jimmy Carter's time. Here. Yeah, no, nothing happened. Uh, George Washington actually was eight. Franklin Roosevelt had eight. Okay. William William Howard Taft had five. What about Obama? Andrew How Jackson many did Obama had have? He had three also. Dwight Eisenhower had four. Okay. Benjamin Harrison four. That's interesting. Abraham Lincoln four. 
Uh, well, Ronald you know, Reagan. That's had my three. my point is Nixon. It's like had the three. pendulum just swings back and forth. I, I guess you could say, what about Roe v. Wade? You could say, you know, civil rights. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, it almost seems like they spend their days sort of, you know, completely hyper defining tort law. It's right, like these right. very very specific and minute things that get to that level because they have big ramifications economically through an industry or something. Okay, what's the second one? Uh, second one was the tax break, and then depending on who you ask, the, mm. this either helped or hurt. Yeah. Right? Um, the, uh, uh, the new, uh, office of management and the budget, uh, director comes out of the center for American progress. And they, they talk about, there's a, a link in the, in the notes for the podcast on the, on, on the tax code and what, what is really netted out it is it hasn't really done much of anything okay. now, you know, I think for some of us personally, it was a few more dollars in our bank account, but what it's done for the revenues of the country is not good. Yeah. And it really hasn't helped anything but but give Bezos more of a break. And if you're only used to paying $750 in your income tax per year, it sounds like a great idea. I, I would say but that, that's going to yeah. that. Well, that may be something that they can tout. You know, it's probably one of the first things that can be at, um, uh, modified because it will have the most pub. It has the most popular public opinion once the Democrats figure out how to say something along the lines of, you know, these people are making billions. And if they just paid the exact amount you paid, we would be able to pay off all our def deficit and give you another couple months of PPP payments or something like that. You know, as soon as they can right. come with some crazy little formula like that, everybody's like going to go, well, what? Okay, well, then yeah. tax those guys. Yeah, I don't think people, the, I don't think it's people, the most tenuous. People don't realize how little they actually pay in taxes. Well, you know, we're slogging through the, you know, the 1040 and trying to get that done, you know, on TurboTax. The other guys are, you know, for having their accountants because they can afford it, right? hide the money everywhere. But in any event, okay, what's the third one? The third one is uh, moving the embassy in, in Israel to Jerusalem. It's the bright, shiny thing. Yeah, bright, shiny thing to who? It's the bright, shiny thing to the evangelical Christians and, and, the, and the, Jewish, the Jewish population that's, that's pro-Israel in the United States. So recapping so far, he filled three conservative seats. He got um, tax, tax break. break, you know, and remains to be seen who that helped. Uh, he got the embassy to move to Jerusalem. They did move it to Jerusalem. And now we, what's number four and five? Uh, number four is reengaging the moral majority which was, that's significant because the moral majority started under uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. was the attitude that as in 1968, when Nixon was running, is the attitude that the right people, the real moral people in this country, the majority of people who are, are, are constitute the morality of this country are, are, are white evangelical Christians. And they they subsequently, they were a huge voting block. And you'll see every presidential candidate, Republican Party has to go pay homage to, to the, you know, the, the Christian, the Christian PACs, that they were starting to lose their, their mojo after, after Barack Obama, right? Because you had gay marriage, all these other things went in. And they were re-energized by Jerry Falwell Jr. Tapping Trump and saying, he's our guy. And him walking around with Bibles and everything else. Well, I don't think so that Falwell Jr. has as much influence of this whole group as you're implying. I think he is a voice in it. There's others like Jeffries and guys at that, at that level that I think it's kind of like a pie. It's an evangelical pie. 
and everybody has a different slice. Yeah, the, the reason I use the reason I use Falwell Jr. is I'm, that's my Rachel Maddow moment. I'm connecting the past to the present. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think this is an accomplishment. I think this is a, a realignment. You know, for me, I'm when I'm saying accomplishment, I'm talking like a legislative or political accomplishment. Oh, he doesn't have any. Doesn't well, he has any. a Supreme Court. He has a tax break. But this was from his party's his party's point of view. Yeah, I would say there are a number of Republican groups like the Lincoln Project that split off to get him out of office. Okay, so I think if you're a Republican and you have Republican mindset and, and, and economic policy in your head, conservative seats being filled is a good thing. A tax break is a good thing. Moving the embassy to Jerusalem. All right. Yeah, that, that keeps our, our crazy base. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that. I know too many Republicans who have no religious context to their Republicanism. Right. So for them to see the more majority that, you know, that's the circus that happens on the fringes that, you know, basically fuels their ability yeah. to continue to do things. But on the whole, on the whole, so what? Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't break down the Berlin Wall. He didn't accomplish anything foreign. The only thing he's done, the only article I've seen that, that anybody gives him any credit, and he really didn't do it on purpose, it was by accident, is all the, the foreign policy wonks like at the uh, uh, Atlantic Monthly and all that. China, China is a big problem. If he hadn't turned it into a cartoon acting on China mm -hmm. and, and being so racist about it, he could have held their feet to the fire because you've seen all the reports coming out this week. The Chinese did what the Chinese do. They held this virus under wraps and completely put, tried to, to gaslight everybody on how, how dangerous it was. Trump pushing back. It's the only thing that you can point at that he even remotely got right in foreign policy. The rest of it's been a complete disaster. You had a fifth one. What was your fifth one? Well, it's a, it, I think if you, if you live in the land of, of those guys you were talking about who, who just hate government regulation, they, they took a blowtorch to environmental regulations and everything else. Yeah. So to recap, we have five. We have the Supreme Court justices. We have the tax break. We have moving to Jerusalem. We have uh, engaging the moral majority. Not certain about that one, but I, I see your point on that one. We have a lot of deconstruction of regulations. Moving now to his legacy, his his greatness. What's his screw-up legacy? I don't think he has a greatness. I think if you go to his screw-up legacy, his presidency looks a lot like it. If you if you type in the business career of Donald Trump into Wikipedia, you get a list of all of his failings, bankruptcies, et cetera, et cetera. I'll just go through the the, the topics. Okay. These are just topics. It's a huge Wikipedia page, and we'll put it in the notes. Real estate. Inheritance and acquisitions, golf courses, professional sports, beauty pageants, Trump University, the Donald J. Trump Foundation, branding and licensing, taxes and income. It's like a, a laundry list of things that he's walked away from and defaulted on or, or defrauded. And, and they didn't even, you know, so taxes and income is probably the one he has to fear the most. And I don't think he's paying back anybody. That's not his style. He doesn't pay people back. So he's collecting right now $217 million at last count of little old lady sending him $5 a clip so he can fight the, the forces of communism that Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris are going to bring into the White House. Meanwhile, he's got all of these failures lined up back to back to back to back. His presidency's a failure. He's a one-term president. He got resoundingly defeated and he ran two general elections. He got beat by a total of 8 million votes in two elections. He's never really won an election. He won the Electoral College. So I don't know where, except in his mind, he can claim that he's got greatness because now he's in the, he's in the basket 
with Jimmy Carter. He's in the basket with uh, Gerald Ford, George, George Bush, George Bush. He's in the basket of one-term presidents. You can count on two hands the number of one-term presidents in the history of this country. And he did this in the midst of a pandemic that if he had handled it well, we know statistically from other things we've mentioned on podcasts before, if the economy had held and he had handled the pandemic, he gets reelected. Done. Yeah. So only Trump could screw up getting reelected this badly. Yeah. He's the guy that screwed it up, but he wants to blame, you know, he wants to blame everything under the sun, which goes back to your analogy about the, you know, the, the child, the, the, you know, I, I, the reason I got an F on the paper is because the dog ate my book. Well, this is great. I mean, we can sit here all day long and say he's a bad guy. Yeah. The bottom line is there's 50, 60 million plus people think he was the best thing ever and are still pleading on Facebook for prayers for God to overturn the election. Now, to me, that's the part that I'm trying to get at right here. It doesn't yeah. matter what you and I think. What really matters is that half the country still thinks the guy was a genius. Right. Now, you've said that, but we're looking at a situation with Trump where his the things that are his biggest demons, his, his willingness to completely lie, his willingness to cover up the, the urgency of the pandemic have led to two things that I don't know that he can ever walk away from. One is we had today, again, more people killed by COVID than died in the World Trade Center uh, attacks. And that's going to be our life until this, this vaccine gets to wherever it's going to get going. And now we have a, a major problem in that there are literally 27 million, uh, literally almost 10% of the population, 27 million adults who went hungry today. Mm. And food, food banks, are the, the, need for, the need for food is, is, is just gone bonkers. The bar has been lowered so low by Trump that if we can keep the country alive and fed, literally, that is what the bar is now. All Biden has to do is basically solve the, the food crisis, solve, you know, solve the COVID crisis, and he goes down as one of the greatest presidents ever because he basically came up with, and yeah. cleaned the poop that uh, Donald Trump did in the middle of the carpet you know, in the Oval Office. He you know, took a big old yeah. dump there, and then Biden comes in, cleans it all up, and walks out the door. Food and death are going to be the hallmarks of his presidency. He, can't, he cannot walk away. He from can't it. walk away from it, but these are supporters that read the same Wikipedia page and still said the man's a genius as a businessman. I guess from their perspective, yeah. Trump's okay. He's pretty good, but you know? This one's this one's been chronicled on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. But that's so so and here we are in in you know 2020 going into 2021. And you know, we have situations that have clearly gotten out of control that could have been in control. And he would have gotten reelected. That, gotten that's re-elected. my point. Yeah. To, that's my point to all the people on the right that want to claim, you know, that he got screwed and that you guys wanted him out from the day he came in. True. But but if he had handled the with any skill yeah any sort of empathy if he had handled the 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 virus with any sort of a, a, a skill and the economy would have held it is holding he would have been reelected because there is no president in the history of the country that has ever been defeated when the economy's been up yeah that's our sitting sitting president but you know the world the world rolls on here and there's all sorts of other news and and that's well, what i think makes me more upset than anything else is Trump. we you, you know he's going to have his own alternate rally on the same day this is how i would market it president trump goes and has an alternate faith rally for the country and he's going to speak faith on rally, the same yeah. day as the inauguration 
because the country's been taken over by the secular mindset, by 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 all the other people that don't espouse Jesus Christ to lead us through to the next millennium of our of our country. And because we are the chosen ones, we need to have this political rally on Inauguration Day where President Trump at the height of the rally, the height of the moments of amazing prayers and worship songs. He's going to declare his candidacy for presidency in 2024. And I'm telling you, he's going to run for four years on rallies, four years, because he knows. I don't think it can he happen. He knows. I don't think it'll work. He knows that he can raise the money because this 200 million plus now, it was like 170 million, 200 million plus that he's raised to help figure out whether or not the elections were bust. He's finally figured out the ultimate money-making scam, whether it was Trump stakes or Trump castle or Trump, you know, entertainment amusement park or whatever it was, Trump toothbrushes. He finally found it. America gave him his business plan and now he's going to run it to the very end. I feel a day of prayer and fasting coming. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. We have, you know, to, uh, 27 million people praying and fasting every day because they, they have no other choice yeah they need that yeah and yeah. that's true so anyway well you know they what a crazy podcast you know, there's a I, lot more anger we have you know in this podcast than we thought <laughs> well you know i mean there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on that we didn't even get to today but i just want to say that, that there's a um the monolith is the monolith back is back reappeared disappeared it yeah and now it's reappeared again yeah, so, like like you know, all maybe, things maybe in 2020 it's some... just a mirage <laughs> who cares <laughs> it is a mirage but you know what we'll see what happens but it is it is as my dad would always say it, it is, is what, what it is, is man. all right well it's good all always right. to talk with all you right, brother. you know the certain things that we're saying that in our minds we're answering questions to our own kids so it's always a pleasure yeah. to uh, discuss these things with you uh definitely have a great weekend Actually, we'll definitely have a great week, depending on when this podcast comes out. Yeah, I don't know when's going to next podcast going to something 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 groovy has to happen. Something groovy. My 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 daughter texted me right at the end of this podcast that her dog ate twenty eight Aussie bites that she picked up at Costco. You know the Aussie bites, those little meal. Her dog just ate twenty eight Aussie bites, pulled the whole the whole package off the counter and ate them all. That's that's a big problem. <laughs> that's that's a staying up all night problem. <laughs> that's a, that's a staying up all night problem with your dog. So you think you got Trump yeah. problems? She's got. Yeah, she's got let's get back to reality. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Let's go. All right. Likewise. Bye-bye.